Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 10, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 416 of the Biden-Harris administration, 241 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram. My handle is TheBobSeska. I'm on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And look, sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. Patreon.com slash From the Bunker. Also from the Stephanie Miller Show at stephaniemiller.com and sexyliberal.com. And it's David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex. His music project is Astral Summer, found at astralsummer.bandcamp.com. And you guys missed it. Once again, we had a show before the show, and we got a special preview of David's next single, and I can't wait. Sounds great. Damn country song. Why does this happen? (laughs) Like these things, like they, you know, I'll struggle for months and months and months on like making a really good dance song or a rock song. And then <laughs> I wake up and, it, and this only happens in my sleep. A yeah. country song will be waiting for me as I wake up. And it's all there, verses, choruses. Yeah. Well, you know what you can do is you can label it Americana because, uh, you know, it's not fully country. See, the show has barely started and already I'm solving problems. Hey, Jody, how you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sounds like Don't it. Don't I sound it? Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's, it's been another stressful week. Uh, the latest news out of Ukraine is fucking catastrophic. Putin fired thermobaric missiles into a maternity yeah. hospital, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Thermobaric rockets, you know what they are. They somehow burn hotter than a normal explosion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're full of phosphorus, yeah. basically, uh-huh. yeah. or some similar chemical that, when it is exposed to air and water, it is that fuels it, and it just turns into like as hot as the surface of a star. Right, and so they decide to fire these rockets into a maternity hospital, uh, which is just beyond tragic, beyond cruel, beyond awful. And this is one of the shoes that I was afraid was going to drop as. You know, everyone laughs at Vladimir Putin's tiny pee-pee that eventually he was going to say, hey, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to fire thermobaric missiles into, you know, a hospital full of babies and pregnant women. Last week, I was 
you know, basically bleeding out the nostrils going, what is the plan? Mm -hmm. Why would you do this to a region you intend to conquer? Yeah, I know. Why wouldn't you want their nuclear plants running? Well, I talked to a friend who works in foreign foreign policy announcement uh, Mm. analysis. I can't talk today, guys. I'm sorry. I just brushed my teeth. (laughs) I can't do a thing with him. Um, But uh, foreign policy analysis in D.C. told me that it's not about Ukraine. It's about NATO. Uh-huh. Ukraine is Putin's wife, and he, he is brutally beating her with an eyeshot of the cops, mm. saying, come and get me. Yeah. Come and get me. Do mm. something, you pussies. And like, uh, no, I, I don't know, but I'm like, well, what's his end game? And that's, she's like, well, that's what's got everybody worried. And she, too, can, uh, believes me, agrees with me that he seems to have had COVID at some point because he's all steroided up. Yep. Yeah. But her hypothesis is that given that there's only six or seven people around him, one of them is a doctor, and he's telling that doctor to just keep piling on the steroids because they make him feel invincible. Yeah. See, that's what I think happened to Donald Trump when he got COVID. That's why he ended up taking car rides around when he was still suffering from full-blown active COVID. But it was because of the steroids. I think that was the report that we heard uh, many months after the fact, that he was so jacked up on steroids. And I'm not talking about the ones, the performance-enhancing steroids. I'm talking about the ones, that basically the, the kinds of steroids that they give to you know, cancer patients, patients suffering from uh, all kinds of inflammation. Inflammatories. Yeah, exactly right. And I I believe that he was on a a variety of drugs that changed his uh, personality, or I should say amplified the dickhead that was already there (laughs) times a thousand or whatever it was. And the other thing about Putin, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, he's got that steroid face right now. You're, if you've ever oh, yeah. taken big doses of prednisone or mm-hmm. any, your face gets super round. Yeah. He usually has always had that classic kind of Slavic shield-shaped face that I think he's had some surgical enhancement on. Oh, yeah. But now he just looks ill. Yeah, he yeah. does. He looks very ill. I wrote a piece about this for the Banter Newsletter this week about this fiction that's circulating around the idea that Donald Trump was somehow tough on Putin or tougher <laughs> on <laughs> Thank you, Jody. That was the exact precise reaction we needed that's to funny. that. Yeah, that's yeah. Funny. But there are still people. I mean, there was someone on MSNBC a few nights ago who dropped that one, and then Tom Nichols had to push back against it. And we've been seeing this all over the place. Certainly some of the propaganda networks like Fox News and so on, they've been talking about that sort of thing. But it's it's kind of seeping out into the like, conversation. It's just like, what, what kind of madness is that? What kind of amnesia is that? If anyone was appeasing Vladimir Putin, it was Donald Trump. I hold in my hands right here a long list that I compiled via Rolling Stone for my banter piece this week. Trump congratulated Putin on winning re-election, giving his sham election legitimacy. He considered visiting Putin on Russian soil, despite the fact that Russia attacked the U.S. election. He also gave Putin a PR victory on coronavirus by accepting a large delivery of medical supplies from Russia, a move that was regarded as a stunt by Moscow. He pleases Putin over and over again, constantly criticizing NATO. To this day, Putin wants to weaken that alliance. Duh. Speaking of alliances, the president asked allies to let Russia back into the G7. The other member nations refused. He also invited Moscow to the G7 summit again. Allies rejected him. But Trump doesn't just praise Putin. The president also praised far-right European leaders aligned with Putin. He likes to tell Moscow secrets about the United States. Four months into his presidency, he gave classified intelligence to Russians inside the Oval Office with no other Americans present. 
Trump directed the CIA to share more with Russia, according to two former CIA officials, mm-hmm. even though the U.S. received nothing in return. The Trump administration considered returning two diplomatic compounds in New York and Maryland to Russia after they were seized for spying. Meantime, Trump went out of his way to not enforce new sanctions against Russia, even ones that were passed by Congress. After the poisoning of Sergei Skripal, Trump slow-walked the implementation of sanctions. In early 2018, the administration outright refused to implement sanctions passed in 2017. Also in 2018, Trump canceled plans for yet another tranche of Russia sanctions, only after Nikki Haley announced new sanctions on television the day before. Let's not ever, ever, ever forget that scene at that long table in yeah. Moscow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he was like, hey, 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 buddy. Hey, hey, Vlad, look at me. Hey, I'm over here. I'm your buddy. You're my buddy. Can we, we you want to go chase some cats later? You know, like just, yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> All the time. He never let a chance go by to compliment Vladimir Putin. Even after Vladimir Putin had invaded Ukraine, he said, oh, yes, he's very, very smart. Um, the other villain in all of this that we would be absolutely remiss in not mentioning is fucking Facebook. Facebook did it again. Facebook ran pro-Russia ads purchased by China's CGTN network. Once again, Facebook taking money in exchange for promoting Russian propaganda. This is staggering. Listen to this. Ads from a Chinese state broadcaster, CGTN, are running on Meta-owned Facebook, targeting global users with pro-Russian talking points about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Meta said last week it would ban ads from Russian state media and stop recommending content from such outlets, but that hasn't stopped countries close to Moscow, like China, from using their state channels to buy ads pushing a pro-Russian line. In 2020, by the way, Meta said it would be blocking state-controlled media outlets from buying advertising in the U.S., but those outlets can still buy ads targeting users abroad. So, yeah, you know what? We're not going to fuck around with Americans. We're going to fuck around with everybody else, literally. Oh, my God. I do think that the American Facebook audience has really cratered. I feel like, you know, fewer and fewer people who are hip and young Mm -hmm. and the demographic they want are using it. Yeah. More and more, it's just become a hive of, you know... Yeah. Skinny necked little screamers like uh, what's his name uh, Ben Shapiro Ben yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny um, how I knew that by the description yeah. alone yeah of course <laughs> and people but, are moving on to you know TikTok and Twitch and just whatever else but um yeah well I mean I was not, outside not, of democracies though that's where I mean Facebook knows where the money is yeah in the Philippines well mm-hmm. duh you know, yeah. in Turkey mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to continue to do this shit because that's really what they are. I went through a thing this week, another rude awakening about how Facebook fucks with you if you have something that you want to promote that's not Facebook-centric. Anything that happens outside of the bubble of Facebook gets buried. I mean, to an embarrassing extent. Here's the example. I started doing little video clips of, you know, just audio clips, but in video form, of the show. I started doing that late last week. There's a service where you can combine all, you know, a, a, a image and a video clip and your logo, and then it posts to social media. And so I was posting them on Twitter and Facebook, and I was noticing no one seeing them on Facebook. 
I have 5,000 friends. I've maxed out my friends on Facebook. I've got an additional, what, 2,800 followers on top of that. They want you to pay. Yeah, of course they do. Yes, that's exactly it, David. They want you to pay. They refuse to allow your audience that you've cultivated, in my case, for 12, 15 years now since Facebook started. I've been cultivating this audience, this group of friends, this circle of friends on Facebook, and I can't communicate with any of them if it has something to do with something that happens outside the Facebook bubble. And then the people who do see it see, like, one like and no comments. And so it's embarrassing. It makes me seem like I'm a rank amateur with an audience of two when that's not the case. But that's how they operate. They bury that shit. The algorithm takes something that should go to an audience that you have carefully cultivated. And instead, what is it? It just throws it in the shitter. It's just like, ah, fuck, we're not going to show anyone what Bob just posted. So uh, never mind. Don't even try. <laughs> So you I have know, an embarrassing c- confession to make. What's that? I just decided months ago that I was just like, fuck Facebook. I'm just not going to put anything personal on there. I'm not going to really react or post yeah. anything. I'm not going to get into arguments. I'm just going to let it sit there. And if I occasionally need it for something, mm-hmm. then I stopped answering my friend's Facebook messages. And I was like, maybe I'll feel more at peace now. Yeah, do you? I got so lonely. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it was like, because like I have all these friends that I like, you know, live in California and live in, you know, a lot, yeah, just all over the place that mm-hmm. like, and I just, it was down as it was right before I realized that my antidepressant wasn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, oh, further darkness. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those carnival games where you go up and you know, the game is rigged in a way that, you know, har- people hardly ever win. And when they do, they win something that's, worth less than the cost of actually playing the game. And so that's what Facebook is like. Facebook is like a rigged casino. You know, you go in, some people win, but by and large, everyone loses, especially if they want to uh, use the platform to promote their work, which has, you know, always been the case. But look, this is all like first world problems here. The fact of the matter (laughs) is that Facebook is still posting Russian propaganda on their platform knowingly, or it's AI in some way, or an algorithm that scans it and sees if it's okay. I mean, they're they're looking at posts. I mean, they'll ban people's posts, people with a much smaller audience who aren't even paying. They'll ban that crap. Uh, or they'll boot people off the platform entirely. But if you're, you know, if you're- They tr- must be getting paid in dollars again. <laughs> That's right. If you're paying in rubles, or if you're paying in- uh, you know, Chinese if currency. You're paying in and rubles, buying, yeah. you better bring a wheelbarrow. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But and the, and that's all fine. You know, they're just going to allow that to continue to happen because you know you can buy things with money, and Mark Zuckerberg knows that better than anybody. But uh, and by the way, I just want to maybe you can buy uh, you can buy your way in on vouchers to ride on Trump Force One. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to fundraise for. We are going to talk about that today, right? Oh yes. You know what? We're going to talk about that right fucking now. Now that you you brought it up. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, By the way, Trump is asking his supporters through Save America PAC. You know, the political action committee that was established. Don't bury the lead. Well, I mean. Trump was in midair and his his plane fucked up and he almost crashed. And we didn't even know about it until it was over. Yeah, yeah. If they can follow O.J. Simpson up a highway in a barely moving white Bronco, they can film Trump force whatever as it like fumbles through the air. But okay. (laughs) Well, if that was going to be the case, I'd want to see video of Trump panicking and shitting his pants inside the plane. 
I mean, I'd be fine with the fireball. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not wishing death on anyone, but it'd be fun to see. <laughs> it'd be so much fun <laughs> yeah. to see Donald Trump panicking on an airplane. As a, a, they I'm love. not wishing death on anyone, but I wouldn't cry but. if he died. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yes. So much fun. And I guess what happened is they lost an engine. Uh, yeah. leaving New Orleans, I think, to head back to Florida on a private jet. And now Trump is asking yeah. his supporters. And Trump Jr. is like, hey, guys, guys, I've got an idea. Eric, my name's Eric. Go out there and get a wing and hang on. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I'd love to see the, the freak out. Now, knowing that he's fine, he's fine now. The, the next part of this is that he's now asking his followers through Save America Pack to buy him a new jet. The guy who claims to be worth $9 billion needs his followers to help fund his new Trump Force One. That's the real oh, name. Oh, good Lord. Oh, Pri- my God. Private plane just after a jet flying him to Mar-a-Lago made an emergency landing when one of the engines failed. I've been on a plane when that's happened. I've had to make an emergency landing on American Airlines flight over Iowa. We were at 30,000 feet, lost an engine. I was sitting in the exit row. The, Did they drop it? And uh, one of the flight attendants comes up, taps me on the shoulder, wakes me up because it's like 2.30 in the morning, and says, uh, sir, if you see fire outside the window, uh, don't open the emergency exit door. I was like, what's going on? And then there was an announcement. We're making an emergency landing at, uh, I forget, it was Iowa City or something like that. Uh, because we've lost an engine. I just, I just, I, I, what, do you remember exactly what you said back to the flight attendant? I'm just. I didn't say a word. I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jody, like, what would you have said? She, you're fast asleep. Someone leans over you and says, "Miss Hamilton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you see fire outside the window, don't open the emergency exit." And you say. Uh, uh, you can't open the emergency exit in flight. <laughs> That's the long order answer. <laughs> well, the uh, the weird thing was, unlike what you see in movies and TV shows, is uh, there wasn't a sound on the entire airplane. No one was screaming. You imagine like babies starting to cry or you imagine the right. shit starting to fall out from the overhead containers and all that crap. None of that happened. It was like dead mm-hmm. silent on the air, that airplane, except for the sound of the, you know, one remaining functional engine. And then we uh, made this landing. Turns out we made a landing at an airport that was closed, and so there were no runway lights. And so the pilot had to Doppler her way down to the ground. What I think the term was clicking her way down. So she's doing this uh, Doppler radar thing, clicking it manually to get a sense of what our altitude was as she was descending. And uh, we landed safely, and there was no fire outside, <laughs> outside the window. Thankfully... Uh, and we didn't have to use the emergency exits. We landed safely. Uh, we deplaned from the back of the plane, which was a little bit weird. It was like the plane was shitting us out. Like, okay, get out now. And we, you know, walked to the walked to the main airport terminal, which again was closed. But suffice to say, it wasn't a scene of panic. But I bet Donald Trump it almost never is. Yeah, it probably yeah. was on their plane. But most of the times when I've been in heavy turbulence or any kind of a- aviation uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, they've all been pretty minor. It gets dead quiet on that plane. Oh, it does. It does. It's yeah. like everybody's like survival, like flight, fight or flight thing is kicking into gear, and the adrenaline's pumping in, and your hearing just got super keen, mm-hmm. and your smell just got all jacked up, and you're like waiting for the next information, waiting yeah. for mm-hmm. the next information. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, I've never seen people scream or try to grab things out of the overhead car. It's always 
dead silence. That was my exact experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, then I didn't go on to the internet and say, hey, can you guys help me pay for a new engine for this plane? This is God, what a cheap bastard. What a cheap, cheap bastard. This is the Save America pack that he established in order to fight back against, you know, the widespread voter fraud from 2020. You mean SAP? (laughs) Yes. Save America pack is indeed SAP. That's for sure. Knock, knock. Who's there? Bernie Madoff. Bernie Madoff who? Bernie Madoff with all your money. I mean, the trap (laughs) is right there. They're calling you a SAP. Uh Right, right. Well, um, one thing that we've been noticing uh, in this uh, war between Russia and Ukraine is the prominence of the letter Z. Have you guys noticed how Z has almost become Russia's swastika and all of this? Mm-hmm. It's kind of its rallying cry, its symbol for uh, the uh, invasion of Ukraine and all that. So I thought we'd talk for a Wait, second. Wait, it's not just they really like Zendaya? Yeah, no, I don't think so. And it's not oh. their version of Q either. I don't know why no, we're I'm landing sad. on just single letter names for things, but... Uh, some speculate that Z could stand for Zapad, which means West in Russian. Some have snidely suggested, according to NPR, that the symbol stands for other words such as Zopa, meaning ass, in a reference to stiff Ukrainian resistance. The letter does not appear in the Cyrillic alphabet used by both Russia and Ukraine. The Instagram account of the Russian Ministry of Defense has featured both Z and V symbols with messages to victory and we finish wars. Another message states we are responsible for the world slash peace. The black and orange ribbons that make up the Z are St. George's ribbons, which are symbols of remembrance of Russians who died during World War II, similar to the UK's usage of uh, the poppy for the fallen mm-hmm. during World mm-hmm. War I. Russia has repeatedly framed its invasion of Ukraine as defending its people from neo-Nazis, which is just such a fucking crock of horse shit. Everything coming out of Russia is horse shit right now, although Ukraine's President Zelensky is Jewish. It's not uncommon for military vehicles to feature markings to help both soldiers and their commanders organize during the chaos of combat. And in this case, uh, regardless of its original military meaning, Z has become a symbol for support of Russia and its ongoing war in Ukraine. Anyway, um, so Donald Trump was on a podcast uh, yesterday. Yes, he was he talking was. About, <laughs> talking about Russia and ended up flying off the handle into this rant about windmills. Asked about what to do about Russia and what's precipitated the war in Ukraine and so on. And, and his answer was, oh, it's clearly windmills and how terrible windmills are. Somehow. Yes. The <laughs> other. Whether to laugh or cry. Yeah. Well, the other weird thing about this. Wait, wait what's the connection? There is no exactly. connection. Exactly. You know, it's just like uh, uh, James Austin Johnson on SNL. Who does the? Who's the new Trump on SNL? Right, right. right. Who just riffs and goes off on tangents. But I mean, maybe in whatever his notes are, it was like war. Yeah. You know, White House windmills. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he just spilled into his lap, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, he's got like cheat notes from <laughs> fucking Stephen Miller or somebody yeah. know, written in crayon." That's just it. He did that again. He did that exact same thing where it just like starts one place ends up just stream of conscious refrigerator magnet and going off on some other thing and never landing on the exact point that he was trying to start with and in the process also repeating shit and by the way and i don't know if you're never necessarily going to be able to hear it on this tape 
but he was also slurring his words. He was also, yeah. there was something wrong with his mouth where it sounded like his dentures were coming loose again or whatever the hell is going on with Donald Trump. So here is uh, tiny Trump talking about Russia and windmills for some reason. Let's let him out of his cigar box here. Here we go. It would have never happened. And we did talk about it. I mean, he definitely wanted Ukraine, loved Ukraine, would never have happened. What do you see happening next then? Because it seems like the tensions are high. What? How does this all end? Is this going to be like a long-term thing? How do you see it unfolding? <laughs> well, I, and I said this a long time ago. If this happens, uh, we are uh, playing right into their hands, the green energy. The windmills, they don't work. They're too expensive. They kill all the birds. They ruin your landscapes. And yet the environmentalists love the windmills. And I've been preaching this for years. The windmills, and I had them way down. I, I had him way down, he says. What? Windmills. I had him way down. <laughs> I, I, wait, wait, like I, I've, a, I've lost, what was the question again? Yeah, it was about Russia. How does this all end? And he says, well, Russia, green energy, windmills. I'm going to talk about windmills now. Windmills, birds, birds in the thing. They kill I, all the birds. All of the birds have died in Palm Springs. They're had, all dead. I had him way down. Um, and I guess <laughs> he's got them way down to like knee level. All the birds. All yes. the birds and and they make noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's continue. I don't you really can't hear his teeth falling out in this, but the uh, the normal sound, yeah, it's yeah. coming. Well, I don't know, but the, the normal sound you can definitely hear it. Windmills are the most expensive energy you can have. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they're and not. they don't work. And by the way, they last a period of 10 years and by the time they start rusting and rotting all over the place, nobody ever takes them down. They just <laughs> no, go onto the no. next piece of prairie or land no. and, that's the and next destroy that. It's incredible that they want, but other forms of uh, green energy. All right, there you go. Oh, my God. Thank you, Tiny Trump. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Very spitty. Yes, it was really spitty. Spittier than usual. Slobbery than usual. Uh, Oh, my God. God. Yeah, yeah. So much energy is is, is, uh, generated outside of Palm Springs because it's super windy. Mm -hmm. Um, Between, like, the 14 and and Palm Springs Park, proper right. right up at the 10 there's like giant windmills constantly and if it's not windy they don't move by the way uh <laughs> for yeah. those of you that think they're on something else no if it's not windy they don't move but you know it's windy 90 percent of the time yes birds there are bird strikes sure there are but it's not killing all the fucking birds you fucking numb skull yeah that's right i mean a lot of shit kills birds that we just yeah. don't care about airplanes donald was it a bird strike that got your plane in a fucked yeah. up way and also Can Don- I just hear the last thing he said again because i don't think i heard it right just the last five or six words that he said. Okay, let's hear the last five, six words. ...and rotting all over the place. Nobody ever takes them down. They just go onto the next piece of prairie or land and destroy that. It's incredible that they want... But other forms of uh, okay, stop. green energy... <laughs> For a split second, I thought he was talking about his casinos in Atlantic City. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's talking about... Because all- none of those are standing... I get it now. He's talking about decrepit windmills, but I was just like, wait, I hear... I mean... Uh, <laughs> You know what? Yeah. Maybe like, I mean, of- like any Trump building, it's just projection. He's just projecting because he knows that every single building with his name on it that can't get its name off of it is going to be a rusting hulk falling into the street in, <laughs> in 25 years. This is words, 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 stringing words together. Whatever word occurs to him at any given moment, that's the word he's going to blurt out. So you can go from Russia to green energy to windmills to birds to pieces of prairie or whatever the hell he was talking about, and then and that's why. And that's, what was the question again? 
Exactly. It was how does this end in Ukraine? What is what is the end game for Putin and Ukraine and Zelensky? And how does this all resolve? And wow, green energy. <laughs> it's about windmills. It's about all those windmills killing the birds and giving you cancer. You believe it? The windmills give you cancer? I can't believe the windmills give you cancer. I was told windmills give you cancer. Like, what are you? What the fuck are you talking about? Jesus. Well, yeah, I, if you build the the freaking like you know, what do you call those things on the windmills? The blades. The blades. Yeah, yeah. Out the of turbines, like yeah, yeah, spent spent uranium or something. Yeah, maybe give you cancer <laughs> right. downwind. Right. But that's not the plan as I know it. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of uh, windmills, I had a great conversation with Lisa Dix from the uh, Building Decarbonization Coalition, and we were talking yesterday about this incredible uh, series of uh, advancements in New York State where very soon they're going to be carbon neutral. I mean, all of New York State. Uh-huh. New construction is going to feature uh, heat pumps that uh, use the earth or use the air to uh, heat and cool buildings. Um, and we did mention windmills a little bit. And I think the all the dead birds, <laughs> which is just... Unbelievable as an excuse from a guy, Donald Trump, whose kids as a hobby go around murdering uh, endangered uh, animals, endangered exotic animals for fun and to have themselves photographed with shit eating grins standing over the corpses that they've tortured to death and are mutilating with knives. That's what Donald Trump's kids do. But he's really concerned about the birds and windmills. So (laughs) please that. Oh my God! Okay, um, do well, whoever made a pair of boots out of a bird, anyway, Bob. I- <laughs> so, have any of you tried to uh, consolidate your credit cards or consolidate your debt at any point? Have you ever gone through that process? It's, yes. Uh, yeah. It's a process that can be absolutely treacherous. I know when I was bogged down with business debt years and years ago, I totally wanted to just la 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 la, ignore it and hope it went away. But don't worry, if you're in this situation, you're not alone and you don't have to navigate the credit card consolidation process by yourself. Lightstream.com slash Seska is here to help. So did you know that refinancing your credit card balances can lower your interest rate and save you money? And you don't have to be a financial expert to do it. That's where Lightstream comes in. Get a fixed rate credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream and you could save thousands in interest. Rates start at 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. That's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 and there are absolutely no no fees. The application is 100% online, and you can even get your money in your bank account as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. Just for my listeners, here's your special deal. Apply now and get a special interest rate discount and save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. Lightstream.com slash Seska. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information and we thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska! a song called Ego Trap from Worth the Wait. And uh, the website is ournewautumn.bandcamp.com. Love this track. I think it's the second song we've played off of this album. One of my faves here. BobSeska.com slash music to submit your stuff to the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm, wait- I'm still waiting for the tour with uh, Astral Summer and Our New Autumn. And then you need to find a band that has winter in the title and then another one with spring in the title. And cover all the seasons right that's so japanese i mean <laughs> a lot of this like old japanese lit that i love they're always like having contests at the empress's court to see who can write the most beautiful spring poem and who can write the most beautiful fall poem and which which season is better and yeah 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 that's a that's a great idea we should do that more in the united states i think um all right so getting back into things here uh let's see what else oh yeah trump also said the real threat isn't Russia, it's Germany. What? Yeah, the real threat is Germany. He's really concerned about the Germans and uh, the fact that the, the, you know they have a teeny tiny military. Uh, it says here, uh, according to Andrew Feinberg uh, from uh, The Independent, uh, he said Trump is on a podcast warning of threats to the U.S. from Germany. He said Germany, this is an exact quote from Donald Trump, Germany has now agreed to rebuild their military and they've decided that they're going to go all out. Be careful what you wish for, he said. And the interview said, why is that? Well, Trump said, well, take a look over the last two world wars. <laughs> really? Oh do, you, we, do we need to re- be reminded really? of that? Did we somehow wow. forget? Take a look over the last two world wars with Germany. You know, there's a theory out there that Germany should not be rebuilding their military so much, and Japan is now going to rebuild their military. Just be careful what you wish for. There is this repeating shit. He just, like, circles yeah. back to the same phrase over and over again. Because- mm, this is like Sergeant Rock comic level of foreign <laughs> policy knowledge. There, you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. So just be careful what you wish for, because a lot of bad things have happened with those two countries and their military. The irony is that his supporters love what Germany did. I mean, ask around. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> God, talk to the Proud Boys. They're all into that. And Donald Trump, uh, you know, harshing their mellow by ranking on Germany. Hey, watch out for Germany. You know, they did some shit. Oh, you guys have got to find the video of, what's his name, Terrio? Mm-hmm. Oh, being arrested? Boys, yeah. Getting marched right oh, out right, the, in his the, underpants. the state prison doors. Oh, <laughs> oh, they got him in his underpants. Maybe what I saw was between hearings or something or at a trial because it looked like the, he just, like, the doors opened, he walked out, they put the cuffs on him and put him in another jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
I, you know, it would have been great if they would have given him like a uh, hospital gown or something at least to put over himself. Like just something really embarrassing. It would have really been great if they had given him like a seven inch metal spike right well, through his kidney. There's that too. Um, yeah. But due process and all prevents that from <laughs> happening. Uh, meantime, congressional leaders have reached a bipartisan agreement to send $13.6 billion in new humanitarian, military, and economic aid for Ukraine. This package is a part of uh, the $1.5 trillion omnibus spending bill to fund the government through September, which must pass by Friday to avoid a government shutdown. <laughs> oh, we're at that point again? We're doing that shit oh, yeah. again? Brinksmanship? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, my God. The Biden well, Mr. McConnell, you wouldn't want to do this without me, would you? Now, <laughs> I need to slow things down and make people suffer. It's part of what I do. <laughs> That's right. I love uh, on Saturday Night Live, they're always showing pictures of Mitch McConnell grinning, and it's like, you know, oh, yeah. here we see Mitch McConnell right after he found out an orphanage was burned to the ground. <laughs> you know? And it's him just with a big ear-to-ear grin on his face. And by the way, you know what? We never mentioned last week during the State of the Union how sad Mitch McConnell looked. Did you he see did. him sitting there? They would cut away to him, and it wasn't like his normal sad, like face hanging down. It was like he was deliberately frowning, as if. Mm-hmm. Well, think about it. you're looking out over your party, yeah, which is fairly ascendant, and by whatever you know chicanery and subterfuge you can get away with in the next eighteen months, will be you know in control of both chambers again, and it's a fuck freak show. Yeah, because yeah, I think is. no matter what an a more well, I think part of what makes Mitch McConnell operate the way he does is he thinks his slickness and gentlemanliness mm-hmm. and decorum will excuse and conceal. His evil Machiavellian rule breaking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, there's another aspect to this omnibus spending bill that I want to get to on the shadow docket portion of the show. Uh, this is all the upside. We're talking about the upside with regard to aid to Ukraine and the fact that it uh, looks like this package might pass before Friday and the government shutdown. But there is a downside here, and it has to do actually with the House Democrats, uh, shockingly enough. And uh, I don't want to go on any further, but if you've heard the story, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We're going to get into it right at the top of the mm. uh, the shadow docket here later on the show on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. All right. So moving along here, uh, we now have Tiny Jr. joining his dad, <laughs> Tiny Trump, in the cigar box. And this has been going all around social media the last couple of days. Uh, just another kind of unhinged guy's rant from Don Jr.'s Rumble video. And this time he's talking about his dad's insight into dictators. No one knows dictators <laughs> as well as his dad. or as No one has looked more dictators <laughs> in the eye than me, buddy. <laughs> so, of course, I can't just play Jr.'s voice. It has to be Tiny Jr. So here's Tiny Trump Jr. talking about his dad and dictators, and there's a giant pregnant pause in this. I have no idea why, but this is actually from the video itself. I didn't put the pause in there. I'm not stopping the video. Here's uh, Tiny Jr. I can't believe Trump said something nice about Putin, Kim, he, anyone. He must love them. He's folding to them. Yeah. If it was me in charge, I'd <laughs> what? Right? 
it's, it's like he was listening to instructions in there. Yeah, he like took a cue from somebody. Okay, we're good. Great, let's yeah. move on. And it's like, yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he wears or, earbuds all the time when yeah. he's doing these. Or it could have been his teleprompter finally changed the page. That's true too. But we've seen him. Let wearing, me hear it again, real quick. Do you okay. Mind? Yeah, this is a. It might be an example of why he wears earbuds. Maybe someone yeah. is feeding him things to yep. say. Yeah. Because he's. And they're probably equally coked up. Yeah, he's so jacked on cocaine. <laughs> so he needs the extra. He needs it's the cues. Like, have you seen Nightmare Alley? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, under the stage, the drunk guy, he's supposed yes. to be flashing the psychic. Oh, right. But, okay. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what's going on. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're starting again. I can't believe Trump said something nice about Putin, Kim, he, anyone. He must love them. He's folding to them. <laughs> yeah. If it was me in charge, yep. I'd tell him to go screw themselves. <laughs> Right? This is some nerd in his mom's basement who's never dealt with any... You mean his brother? Yeah, right, right. Well, I love that he's like a villain from a 1980s teen comedy. It's these nerds! It's these nerds in their basement. Nerds? Nerds! Oh my God, the nerds are just flummoxing and destroying everything. Uh, He continues on here. There's more to this. And I just, I still can't figure out what the hell he's even saying. I guess he's just... Let's see if we can detect the moments where his producer's talking and the moments where he's talking. Okay. They never actually had any power, never understood those people because he's never been in the same room as them. Uh, In academia, they're writing this stuff like it's real. Like they actually have a say, like they actually know what the hell they're talking about. Do you ever think that like all other things, maybe Trump understood that. He knew exactly how to play these guys. And he played it. (laughs) Like a fiddle. Yeah, he played them <laughs> played them like a fiddle, right? Oh, that makes me laugh. That is so utterly revisionist beyond fucking oh, belief. My fucking God. Trump can't even play golf. He's yeah. not coordinated enough to he probably can't even play with himself. Plus, he's mixing his metaphors. First, uh-huh. it's nerds in their mom's basement. Then suddenly, right. the nerds, I guess, have graduated from their mom's basement to academia, suddenly. Yeah, it's, then they're in academia saying all these things. Like, they know anything about dictators and academia and with their books and their book learning and their fancy ivy-covered buildings. <sighs> I'm trying to imagine uh, Donald Jr.'s mini-me, because it's like a Russia doll thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's the mini-me of Donald. <laughs> and, like, you know, I, I just, like, the thing that's feeding him those lines is actually yeah. him, but, like, 18 inches tall, <laughs> slimy, like, slightly greenish. <laughs> like, he's almost com- like Quato com- from Total Recall, right? There you go. He's like... And all, it lives on nothing but cocaine. <laughs> and, um... And it gets a little out of hand, and it like is constantly trying to take upshots of women's skirts, right? Right. Like, well, you know what? It kind of yeah. I, I kind of flashed listening to the audio of Don Jr. today. I kind of flashed on Dirk Diggler and Boogie Nights, all coked up and and ranting to Amber mm-hmm. in that documentary they make halfway through the movie. And it's kind of like this is actually kind of like Don Jr. And you can see the similarities. I mean, I'm Dirk Diggler. Brock Landers is a character that I'm playing. He's a law enforcement type of guy who is hired by people to stop these bad individuals. You know, I mean, how do you stop bad individuals by saying, please, you know, stop drug smuggling and, you know, extorting and jewelry sales and stuff like that. What are you supposed to do? You know, it's like in law enforcement. The one thing I learned when studying and preparing for this character was you have to deal with people in the way they're dealing with you. Criminals are violent. I'm dealing with murderers. 
You know, these women are obviously beautiful, but that is like a cover-up. That's like their costume. These people are wicked bad people, you know? <laughs> and myself and Chest are every day putting our lives on the line to fight for justice, you know? Chest is always fighting for vengeance, for people who can't stand up and can't protect themselves. And I think it's important. I'll tell you what, if I was looking for a best friend in life, I would want Chest Rockwell. You know what I mean? Because he, that guy, he'll take a bullet, he'll take a nunchuck, stand in the way of a karate blow, karate. Dark would kill me for that. Um, can we, we can cut, change that. <laughs> he, uh, he'd stand in the way of a karate blow. Um, basically, he backs up Brock in any situation, and he's a master of the nunchuck. And I can't actually do this yet. I've been, I've been working with the sensei. You can block a bullet with a nunchuck. And I have seen film of guys doing it. I'm not able to do it at this time. But if you bring that thing quick enough, you can't block the bullet. You can deflect the bullet. You can send the bullet in another direction. Yep. There it is. Perfect. Perfect illustration of wow. coked up rant. <laughs> it sounds so much like Don Jr. Yep. You know, they're going after these bad individuals. And when you deal yeah. with bad individuals, you know, like jewelry sales and burglars. So, uh, moving along here, um, let's see what else. Oh, my God. We've got uh, some confounding Bill Barr news and some wonderful Truth Social news. You guys know <laughs> you guys know that I'm following Truth Social and it's uh, utter decimation and collapse, or I should say eventual mm. collapse. This has been something I've been on top of from the very beginning, so we're going to talk about that and, uh, and a lot more here as we continue our Thursday show. But meantime, if you're only listening to this portion, the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to your podcast, you're only hearing the first hour. You're only hearing the first two acts of the show. There's a third act, an additional 20 minutes minutes of show after the end credits at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday show and it's all happening on our Patreon page of course I'm talking about the Shadow Docket podcast at patreon.com slash show or simply bobseskashow.com it's a completely unfiltered commercial free continuation of all the fun and news and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode the Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows and it's only going to cost you five bucks per month one two three four five five dollars per month and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast don't miss out again it's Bob seskashow.com bookmark it send it to all your friends and we thank you in advance carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is carmax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer so don't settle Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska plays more music. Remember a recording artist named Julie Cruz? Yeah. 
Yeah. God, Megan McDuffie reminds me of Julie Cruz sometimes. Yeah. I totally can see that. Yeah. This is uh, oh, Megan McDuffie. Julie Cruz. Yeah. What's go that? Ahead. No, go ahead. No, you say her title. Okay. Well, yeah, this is. <laughs> All right. This is Megan McDuffie's latest single. It's called Abyss. MeganMcDuffie.bandcamp.com. Link in the description, of course. And I just love Megan McDuffie. We've been playing Megan McDuffie since the beginning of uh, independent music here on the show. And this one kind of slipped under the radar. This was uh, a couple of, a, I want to say, a, a month or two ago when this one dropped, and I completely missed it. So now I'm glad that we were able to include it in the show, include it in the lineup. Okay, so you going to say about Julie Cruz, David? There was a hot, hot guy that I dated in New Orleans, and we would listen to that Julie Cruz album and make out. And if I'm like out in public <laughs> and that Julie Cruz album comes on, mm-hmm. I need to sit down. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was so intense. And so that it's weird how music that seems that feathery and light can get so deep into your soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it the Julie Cruz album from Twin Peaks that uh, also yeah. has something? Okay. Yeah. I know exactly what I. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That was a great album from college. We used to listen to that all the time. Absolutely. Like the three sex albums from college were The Passion by mm-hmm. Peter Gabriel. Yeah. The, the soundtrack to The Last Temptation of Christ. Mm-hmm. The Sade box set. Yeah. And uh, Floating Into the Night. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yep, yep. I got to dig that one up again. All right. Uh, getting back into things here. Um, Bill Barr said the Republicans need to move on from Trump. And then he said that he was going to vote for Trump anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just uh, confounding and maddening and infuriating and all the rest of it. I mean, I never expected Bill Barr to uh, say anything differently than that because he is Bill but you Barr. You can't expect him to go hang out with all those faggots and feminists and black people, <laughs> could you? Right. God. No, no but here's Bill Barr. No, his- I just would prefer not to. I, I will remain republic. And he's in his totally rational, normal tone of voice say, why nationalism is fine. I don't think he's worthy of being president. I think he was a terrible president. I think he was destructive for institutions and democracy, and I think he did lots of horrible things. Are you going to vote for him again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah, I'm gonna, I'd vote for him in a second. In fact, if I had a chance, I'd probably vote for him twice. Yeah, okay, here's, here's the... Here, I just spoiled the whole thing. Here's Bill Barr. You say in your book it's time for the party to move on from Trump. Liz Cheney has said he is not fit to serve and should not be ever near the Oval Office again. Do you agree with that? Well, I certainly have made it clear I don't think he should be our nominee, and I'm going to you know, support somebody else for the nomination. But if he is the nominee and you have your choices, <laughs> Donald Trump or whoever's running on the Democratic side, would you vote for him? Uh, because I believe that the, the greatest threat to the country is the progressive agenda being pushed oh by the Democratic Party. Oh, my God. It's you. inconceivable to me that I wouldn't That's vote what for I was saying. What's that? You can't expect me to get all into those <laughs> faggots and their trans bathroom shit things. <laughs> we have real problems to solve. Well, you know, it's if you listen to right when he's starting to answer, he sounds a little bit like that kid who can't quite figure out the answer. I, 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 you, I, I, you can, yeah. you do, you you want, you you can do so. You, you sometimes, do, sometimes I can't stop it. I start playing it and I can't stop it. You no, know. it's brilliant, <laughs> and he sounds a little bit like that just at the start of his answer because he doesn't want to answer the question. Yeah, we didn't expect a real. Right, an actual question, exactly. Where a question that actually follows forth from the question (laughs) that you just answered. Yeah. You just established that you would, you know, and so all the reporter has to do is go, explain yourself. Yeah. Whereas it would make Chuck Todd say, kind of makes you miss the coalition we had going into Iraq, doesn't it? You know? (laughs) And then Bill Barr says, 
well, you, you wish, you, you want, you, you do. Kind of, you wish, you want. You, uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, so that's, you know, fairly typical. Yeah, he's really destructive, but, you know, I'll vote for him. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> he's ruining America, but I'm going to help him do it again. Yeah. He's not burning my neighborhood down to the ground. <laughs> Exactly. Leopards would never rip my face off. That voice. Oh my God, that passive aggressive voice. It just like haunts oh my God, me. He's awful. Haunts me. That's going to be the voice of the apocalypse. And, you know, the it's a voice. It's how your voice would sound if you're, if you're, whatever you fart out of went through your vocal cords. Yeah. Yeah. The emergency alert system thing is going to come on TV. And then it's going to say, stand by for emergency alert. And then it's going to be Bill Barr saying, well, because of Donald Trump, you have to evacuate your house now because the missiles are incoming and one of them's headed directly for you and it's going to explode your entire town and everyone's going to die. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, I'd vote for him again. God damn it, these people. So here's the uh, some of the best news of the week. Truth Social is failing as I predicted when it was first announced that this is going to be another Trump business that's going to collapse uh, in a catastrophic way. At the Conservative Political Action Conference in Florida, speculation of a 2024 presidential bid by uh, Donald Trump loomed large, but fanfare about his Truth Social app that had launched earlier that week, there was hardly any. This is according to Politico. Trump mentioned the app in passing only a few times on stage. People, including Marjorie Three Toes, name-dropped Truth Social, but there was barely any buzz at the conference about the app. Quote, other than Trump, what makes a platform compelling enough to come back over and over again? How is it different than Twitter and Parler, said one Republican digital strategist who spoke in the condition of anonymity. Uh, after Twitter permanently suspended Trump, the self-proclaimed Ernest Hemingway of 140 characters. You know what? They can fuck off with that. Why would you even say that? Why would you even start to call? I guess it's self-proclaimed. But even to repeat that he's the Ernest Hemingway of 140 characters. What could, you know, what, the business model from the very beginning. It's yeah. like, hey, why don't we turn this no-holds-barred BDSM orgy of information and make it into a Christian bachelorette party yeah. for fascism? <laughs> like, it's just, no. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not... I, I, yeah, this thing is going to fail. It was always going to fail. There's, you know, there was no indication what's what suddenly Trump is going to pull a rabbit out of a hat this time after Trump stakes and vodka and foundation and university and all the horrible things that he started that utterly failed, which he ended up enriching himself on anyway. Uh, <laughs> stupid idiots. So uh, on the downside, this is uh, some disturbing news. Uh, there's a newly introduced bill in the state legislature in Missouri that would ban women from seeking abortions in other states. Yep. So not only will you not be able, this is sort of the one of the post-Roe v. Wade kind of pieces of legislation. If Roe is overturned, this law would ostensibly go into effect if it passes through the state legislature. There's no indication saying that it wouldn't pass through the state legislature, considering it's run by Republicans. I it, it sounds like they don't want people living there anymore. Yeah, well, that's just it, Jody. That's an actually that's a really good point because what it seems like is they're saying to reproductive age women, if if you want sovereignty over your body, you want purview over your reproductive organs, uh, you're going to have to entirely move to another yeah. state. 
You can't just travel to another state, get your legal medical procedure in the other state, and then come back and still be a resident of this state. That mm -hmm. would be an illegal thing. And obviously, it's unconstitutional, but so would overturning Roe be yeah. unconstitutional, right? So this is a, a bill that has just been introduced. I don't know if it's going to pass, although I feel like it might and, uh, you know, as I've been saying in the past, it's creating a new apartheid. It's a form of ethnic cleansing, this time circulating around uh, sex and gender, so to speak. And, and wealth. It's a know, class wealth. issue, too. Yeah. It's wealth. Right, Absolutely. Right, right. I mean, that's the huge big because because wealthy women will always be able to get safe medical procedures, whatever they desire. Mm hmm. Right. Wherever, whenever, on demand. Yeah. Yeah. At home. They're, they're going to fuck around and find out, though. It's going to create this army of women doctors and healthcare professionals that are going to be like mobile, like in, like, mm -hmm. you know, Fury Road. Yeah. Like the, you know. Well, I, I, is it, aren't they also Jody can be the Imperatrice Furiosa, you know, <laughs> like shaved head coming over the hill being like, we got tampons, we got abortion, yeah. we got, you know, well, Nova I think, Rings. I think that law also is going to ban abortifacients that are taken, like RU486 as well. Oh, right, right. I guess if you order them, you would be ordering them ostensibly from out of state, so that would constitute, right. and, yeah. and a lot of that, uh, during the pandemic, a lot of women that got pregnant mm -hmm. um, were allowed to get those drugs over the internet for yeah. the first time without having to go see their doctor. They could do a, a tele, telehealth with a doctor um, and go, yes, uh, this is what's going on. This is yeah. how long I've been pregnant, yada, yada, yada. Can I get that? Yes, you can. Yeah. So um, that, I think, I want to say that the FDA is now making that easier for women to get without a without having to go to the doctor. They can, you know, right. do it over over the internet, which I think is fantastic um, for a, a number of reasons. Um, but question. yeah, I mean, they're, they're they, but I bet they're going to try to ban Plan B, which is not an abortifacient. No, um, that's a contraception. No, it's a contraceptive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't. It it stops that. So oh, I hate these people. Exactly. I've had a burning question for years that I've been too embarrassed to ask. And I'm, since you guys are like my only friends at this point, <laughs> oh, what, what's your question? Um, is it a coincidence that the abortion pill is called RU486? That's funny. Because it sounds because it came from France, which they don't have like they don't 86 things in France right. like we do. That is interesting. And to me, it's like the question is: Are you for 86 in this baby? Oh, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Right? I never thought of it that way. Right. I never thought of it that way either. But that's yeah, exactly As soon what as I you said it that way, I was I like, wow. It. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. Was it a, is it a coincidence? Yeah. Was it is the actual chemical name? Because, it's, it's again, it's like, knock, knock, who's there? Bernie made off with all your money. You know, like... Are you 486? Hell yeah. It's it's possible. I mean, it would really require a sharp sense of humor for someone to come yeah. up with that based on what it sounds like phonetically. But this Especially law... Especially given since it came in the 80s and we yeah. didn't do uh, texting then. Right. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and this... So uh, it would have to be a Prince fan. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this uh, this law that was introduced would be similar to the Texas law, by the way, which is uh, you know yes. involves lawsuits. So this would allow private citizens to sue anyone who helps a Missouri resident attain ab abortion out of state using the novel legal strategy behind the restrictive law in Texas that since September has banned abortions in that state after six weeks of pregnancy. So this continues on and on and spreading across the country. You know, once it works one place, then it's adopted and, and uh, knocked off elsewhere. And then uh, and suddenly every red state becomes this apartheid state where 
women, still the demographic majority, are treated like the minority, as oppressed second-class citizens who, if they want to retain purview over their bodies, they have to go to another, they have to literally move to another state. The same with trans people, having probably have yep. to move out of Florida, move out of Texas, move out of red states. We haven't even gotten started on what's happening to trans kids in Texas right now. Oh, I know. I know. It's a fucking travesty. Uh, it's another form of uh, what I've been talking about. It's almost like, uh, again, like an ethnic cleansing. Like, you're undesirable. We don't want you living in our state anymore. That's essentially uh-huh. what they're saying to women. They're saying this to trans people. They're saying this to LGBTQ people. I mean, all varieties of uh, all of these classes, all of these oppressed classes are basically saying, you know, they're, they're, they're telling these guys, go, get, get the fuck out of our state. We don't want you here. You're undesirable. And that's being and I would legislated. almost think, I mean, you can, if you looked at and like a, if this was a movie, mm-hmm. if Jody was writing it, perhaps this would be kind of like a, a tactic to like, I don't know, like concentrate the worst people in the party and then get them all together and then tie them with one big ribbon and dump them overboard. Yeah. <laughs> the Republican Party. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, yep. that would be a strategy. I'm sorry. But all they know how to do is tactics. Like mm-hmm. there's no, they're not actually thinking beyond like, let's piss off the liberals. Never mind the unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. Right. Never mind that at some point a liberal may reach into their bag and shoot you in the face. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it just. <sighs> They live in their little deluded world. Well, uh, wrapping up on a high note, the Senate has approved the $107 billion overhaul of the Postal Service, USPS, the largest reform in nearly two decades. Uh, The act requires retired Postal Service employees to enroll in Medicare. It imposes new transparency standards and repeals a requirement to pre-fund retirement benefits 75 years in advance. Finally, that is gone. Ooh, I gotta write. I gotta write about that for the Guardian. This yeah, week. that's Finally. a big deal. Jeez. The bill, uh, remarkably, the bill passed with bipartisan support and heads to Biden's desk to be signed, which he will Yay! definitely be signing. That is reversing a, a travesty that has been around since the George W. Bush administration. Yep. And uh, is finally going to get resolved. Now all we got to do is get that fucker DeJoy, yeah, out of office. Why is yep. he still there? Why is he still I'm there? I'm still holding out for one Andrew Breitbart incident. I don't know who it'll be. I don't know when it'll come. It could be, you know, the big uh, Wanka Orange himself. Um, uh, it, it could be, I don't know, I, you know, but one of them will. They're okay. all in terrible health. <laughs> who who do you mean all? all? I'm in therapy, guys. Uh, Rudy. Fucking, oh, like, I what's see. his face? I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 All those hateful, like, even just for the, and I'm just hoping that we'll wake up tomorrow morning and they'll be like, tragic news this morning in Manhattan. You know, like, <laughs> tragic my ass. Oh, God. So, you're so misanthropic today. Yeah. Mm. I'm just telling the, you know, I'm just telling the truth. You yeah, think I know. It, I say it. <laughs> I understand. I completely understand. Okay. Jody, on the other hand, is sneaked out of the room for an ice cold tab. <laughs> I don't have. I have one tab left. That's it. No. Oh my God, no! Hey, if you can get your hands on any tab for Jody, there is no tab. Ron Klein can't get it, and he's the chief of staff for the White House, and he can't even get it. So. All right. Well, I'm you know, we drive way out into the country. Yeah. Good well, luck. what I can do for you, little lady. We got Thank the you. Shadow Docket coming up next on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get the Shadow Docket every Tuesday and Thursday 
It's a continuation of this here show you're listening to right now, or in the case of the Tuesday show, it's a continuation of the Tuesday show. Get it? Okay. And by the way, if you can't find the uh, episodes, the bonus content, and you're a Patreon subscriber, just go to bobseskashow.com and scroll down. It's that easy. Take care, folks. See you on the Shadow Docket. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.